everybody to Halfway to Heroes. What the heck? I don't know why I'm doing a spooky voice. I thought this would work out better, but now in hindsight, it's not doing so good. It, <laughs> October was like 30 days ago, but what happened on the last episode of Halfway to Heroes? All tracks! <laughs> no, it was my turn last time. Somebody else is up. <laughs> All yeah. tracks! You're the best recapper, right, man. Look, we had we had 80-style montage travel back from Ubo's place. We had... What the hell did we do on the ship? Uh, we Oh, we attacked Klug. We didn't oh, attack yeah, him. We like, we like, him. We like we, bunched up on him. We came at him. We basically forced his hand to help us break into the vault at the school because we're going to re-obtain all the orbs that we have so far turned in, which I think is only one. Wait a minute, wait a minute. We gave it... Yeah, you handed it because she said that she mentioned you guys could go talk to Daryl now whenever right. and get your credits. We got our gold and shit. So yeah. you must have handed it over. Yeah. So she's in possession of both of them. By she, if nobody is, or if somebody is new to this, I'm talking about Professor, Professor Wake, Wake. Headmaster Wake. But we gave her the other orb. We decided on the journey back that we don't trust the operation that's going on there. Much like Clyde has not really trusted Professor Wake this whole time. We're finally in agreement on that. Uh, so we plan to break into the vault with Klug's help because he knows all about it and how to get in there. He didn't want to do it, but we had to promise him that we wouldn't tell on him, that we would make him seem way more badass than he actually is. And I can't remember what else it was. I, I think, think that it was, was those it. two things. He tried to get you guys to get rid of Rux. Oh, yeah, fuck him. Not Rux, <laughs> but fuck Klug. Rux is cooler. Uh, so we got to the school, talking to Headmaster Wake, turned the orb in. Our plan was to distract her <laughs> by giving some sort of a scenario that happened to, to get her away from her office so we could find the hidden entrance. And, man, she wouldn't leave, okay? Everything we tried, she wouldn't leave. Well, to be fair, Clyde thought of a terrible idea. He fake passed to- out. <laughs> yeah, my appendix uh, exploding? How is that a bad idea? <laughs> she wanted to take you to the plate. I don't know. Long story short, because you can find out if you listen to the last episode, uh, we got her away. Merlin got stuck back in the office without following us. He stu- he stayed all sneaky, and he got in there. He found the entrance to the, well, the tunnels, I guess, or whatever it is, to get to the vault. Klug ends up walking in on him, and now Merlin is on a solo journey to break into this vault with Klug as his sidekick. Meanwhile, Clyde is fake passed out in a hospital <laughs> wing with Ubo and myself and Headmaster Wake, and we're trying to take care of him. And I think that's where we left off. I think that covers it. I think that covers it. Oh, we ate some steak somewhere and I tried to get the guy to give it to us for free and he was an <laughs> asshole too. He wouldn't do it. Luckily, Merlin, Merlin came in and suggested to him that he just kind of fucks off and he listened and we got out of there. And to give us an extra steak. Oh, the extra steaks, too. <laughs> the doggy bag. <laughs> Fuck Klug. Yeah, and we kind of left off with two separate scenes with um, Clyde and Altrex and Ubo in the hospital wing with Headmaster Wake, with the head of the hospital wing, Danny, and with Jerundu, and then with uh, uh, Merlin and Klug going down the vault. Uh, so how I wanted to start this... Um, so this is going to be the very first time we've ever split the party. What we're going to do 
on our side is we are going to take out anybody not in the scene. So at the moment, we're going to start in the hospital scene. So Dustin, real quick, I'm going to go ahead and pop you out of here. Yeah, Bye-bye, I'll see Merlin. you guys in a little bit. There, there he, he goes. goes. He's gone. All right. God. Here we so go. he, can't, he can't hear us at he all. He can't hear us. Yeah, doesn't he's in know a whole different on. Zoom room. So Headmaster Wade kind of looks around the room, uh, sees Jerundu in the hospital bed, sees Danny, the tiefling female, kind of taking over and taking care of Jerundu. She, she says, hey, so, okay, you all are going to want to hear exactly what Jerundu has to say. And as she says that, she looks around. Uh, she's still holding Clyde by the armpits. She, the, you guys haven't put her him down into a bed yet. Um, so where... Where's Merlin at? Merlin's definitely going to want to hear this. Uh, do you- he ate some steaks on the way before we came here, and it was really upsetting <laughs> his stomach, so I think he's in the bathroom. Well, okay. How about, uh, hey, Altrex, help me help me put Clyde in a bed real quick. Got it. Uh, I need to carry uh, Clyde over to the bed right next to Jerundu. Hey, uh, Altrex or Ubo, either of you want to go fetch Merlin? He's really going to want to hear We can Durandu's. just... You can just tell us. I'll go get Merlin. Okay, Ubo, you go get Merlin, and uh, then we'll explain the whole situation. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm looking at Ubo with wide eyes because he knows um, he's not in the bathroom. <laughs> Give him a sign, like <laughs> f- figure something out. My appendix hurts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, Ubo. Talk to you in a little bit. All if, right. I, if I could sweat, but I can't because I'm a robot, I'd be sweating right now standing in front of Headmaster Wake. I want you to know. I'm sweating balls right now. All right. And then there were two. So after Ubo exits the hospital wing, it is just uh, Clyde laying in a hospital bed. Uh, All treks. Just just set him down, standing there next to Danny and Headmaster Wake. All right, so, I mean, obviously, it's going to be kind of annoying having to repeat the story, but Jerundu, if you don't mind, will you go ahead and just kind of start explaining to these two what happened? Uh, yeah, who, like, who who are you two? Uh, we saved you. Am I still asleep? No, you woke up at the at the end of the last interlude. You were awake. We're the ones who brought you back here to the school when we found you in the woods wandering around. Uh, yeah, me. Yeah, you you were you were you were telling us to save her that we had to save her, and you would never answer us for anything else. That's all you said. Save her. Oh well, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, I last thing I remember, I was with my my best friend. We were out in the woods. I think she's my best friend. I'm not sure. My best friend Tiana and we were, I don't know if we were having a picnic or traveling, camping, but then I saw lights and then I woke up here in this bed. What kind of, what kind of lights did you see? Bright. What colors? All. It was, I mean, it was a strobe of Where did you see them? Were they coming from the woods? Were they above you? Above us. We looked up. She actually pointed them out. As soon as I looked up at them, I woke up in this bed. That's, that's all I remember. And all I, I, 
So you don't remember you don't remember us finding you and me tying to you to a tree and No, but why staying. would you you tied me to a tree? I I did. I didn't trust you. You were you were kind of freaking us out. We had to sleep. We didn't want you just to walk off, man. Yeah. But okay, I will say I so. we found you next to these woods. You took us into this clearing or we followed you there, followed your footsteps, and there was nothing else there. Just footsteps ended right in the middle of this clearing. No signs of where you went. There wasn't even a second set of footprints if you were with your best friend. I really wish I could help you all more, but I'm lucky I can even remember the name. But other than that, I, I, I what name? I want to Tiana. I want to say that she was my best friend and we were together, but it's all still so fuzzy. It's like I'm trying to remember a dream I had five, ten years ago. It's it's really hard. It's always slipping through. Look, it's okay. You're you're helping us more than you know. Danny, the uh, the tiefling, says, "Uh, well, yes, that's that's the, the nature of the beast. It's not it's not quite magic affecting him. It sounds more like uh, and just for some context, uh, Danny does seem to be a little bit older, maybe in her sixties or seventies for a tiefling, and she says it's it sounds very much like when the Illithids first." came and invaded they this was rampant among the population they, it's it's not a magical effect it's it's the illithid's innate psionics ability it's not something we can cure as danny says that i look at master wake what kind of expression is on her face uh tired tired can i talk to you in private Ma- uh, headmaster wake for just a minute uh yeah we're like like let's, just, corner, let's just step out like the hall. Clyde, hallway, can you okay. walk? <laughs> <In the corner. laughs> can can Clyde walk? Can he get up? Yeah, I'm I'm totally fine by now. Yeah, he's okay. literally fine. <laughs> okay, I know he was faking it, but if he was able to like get up and pretend, uh, Clyde, come here. You're gonna you're gonna want to be in this. I'm holding my appendix for uh, dramatic just, just, Yeah, just just for uh, dramatization. All right, so we go out in the hallway. <clears throat> so uh. Have you have you been feeling okay? Nothing strange has happened around here. Like you've been feeling fine. I've been busy. I've been tired, but I I I don't have any of that. I don't feel anything similar to what Gerundu is explaining. So I have to tell you this: we we we've encountered this on our journey so far. Uh, we've left the details out. Didn't think anything of it before. Now and everything that's happening, how it's all tying together. But on the ship ride out to Ubo's place, Estrada, right? Estrada, Estradu, Estradu, yeah, Estradu. Uh, we saw these these lights come down from the sky, and a good friend of mine named Floppy Joe told us that it resembled some illithid technology or illithid reentry into the atmosphere. And then when we get there, Ubo's parents. We're acting all kinds of crazy. They tried to kill us. I took three darts to the side, man. I got trapped by an electrical net. Little did we know they were being mind controlled. And I mean, we we got them out of it. Yeah, you know, they told us that that these alien looking creatures or, or something like that came. Al- and- Allen's. Allen's. That's <laughs> 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 the fucking Allen's came. <laughs> <laughs> and they, 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 they did something to him. They couldn't remember. 
You know, they tried to attack us, oh, but they once, bit, once they, they were good They to bit go. their necks. There's a hole in their necks. Yeah, that's what it was. And we found a, uh, a camera in the tree that was, like, spying on us. And we were going to bring it back, but Clyde I, smashed it on the ground. I broke it. <laughs> but it seems like we are encountering a lot of this activity, especially in the areas where these orbs are. Yeah, I've I've got to... I've got to be honest with you. It's as soon as I found out about Jerundu and these things he's explaining and how they match up pretty one to one with illithid activity that I think we have a bigger problem than the orbs. I don't, I think we we may need to recalibrate and reassess what we're going to do with you for. I mean, this is, this seems bigger if the Illithids are truly back, and I mean truly back in an organized force, it's... I've heard stories. I didn't fight them personally. You know, I was created right after they came here, but I know how big of a threat they were from what I was told, what I was brought upon, you know, taught as I was being trained to fight, you know, and it, it's... I don't know. I don't know if we're prepared for that. What What can us four alone do? To be honest, I don't know what we can do the numbers at our school have been dwindling over the past three decades i we're we're not the fighting force we once were when they were when the illusion wars were at their prime it's what what can we what can we do what what is the true power of these i feel like you haven't really told us the extent of what these orbs can do especially when all four of them are brought together what would the orbs help us every orb you attune to becomes exponentially stronger than just attuning to one. And that's how Raff and Scrimmore, he he's the one that went out on this expedition and found these orbs, and he's the one that demonstrating how, how to even attune to the orbs in the first place and how to use them to the full effect. So they are weapons of mass destruction, yes, but if you can learn to use them and you can control them, they're also a very well-made weapon that you can use against the Illithids. But they did not win the war on their own. So when these things went missing the first time, I know you don't know. <clears throat> sorry, I know we, we don't know who took them and why they they were you know dispersed from the vault in the first place. But you don't think the Illithid had anything to do with that, do you? At this point... I don't know what to know anymore. Illithids are such high-level strategists that they they think five steps ahead, ten steps ahead. There's no way to know what they're thinking or planning. If each one of us attuned to a orb, will that be better? Or having one of us attuned to all four? It would depend on how cohesive you all can work together. We're the fucking dream team. <laughs> um, okay, so look, I want to at a casual conversation or mid conversation of this. My hand, okay, it's it's glowing blue a little bit, like I'm getting ready to cast lay of hands, okay. But it's just starting behind my back, and I lean over, and I just I touch Professor Wake on the shoulder, okay, because that's <laughs> that's how I got Ubo's mom to not be. Mind controlled anymore? I, what happens? Is it, woo, 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 that tickles. What was that? What was that? All checks. 
I just I, I accidentally. Uh, I'm sorry about that. He's got a short. Sorry. He's got a short in his index finger. Yeah, Ubo was supposed to be fixing it. <laughs> oh, th- yeah. I would get that checked out, like, you, like tonight. Maybe. Are you okay? Are you, I, oh, I'm fine. Right? It act. It felt a little. I mean, it it felt good. It felt like cleansing. It felt. Did you Did you feel like you woke up? I feel a little rejuvenated. I don't feel any different mentally, but I just my body feels healthy. You feel okay. woke? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Wake is woke. Wake is woke. <laughs> Okay, uh, uh, sorry again about that. I just happy to help. Yeah, she looks over her shoulder. I, I don't know. I don't know what's taking them so long. But so um, when she looks over her shoulder, I look at Clyde with these looks like it didn't work. So it's just like, and he looks back. Okay, so we need to get the rest of these orbs. Do you have any new leads on where the other two are? Uh, just for the lightning orb, lightning orb. There's been these freak lightning storms being reported all down the path of the stars. Now, unfortunately, that's the longest trade route in all of Modra. So it's a pretty wide path. These reports stretch back nearly 30 days now. So it's going to be hard to exactly pinpoint it, but they're kind of following this path. So I think if you just head up north, you should run into something. Now, with uh, with the Illithid at our back door, will you? I think we should get the two orbs that we gave you so we can start attuning to them, and then we will go track down and receive the other two orbs. I'm going to shoot straight with you. It definitely is going to make sense that when I think there's going to be a confrontation, if there's going to be a confrontation, I wholeheartedly agree that we need to get the best weapons in the hands of the frontline fighters. But at the moment, this, these these orbs still cause this widespread mayhem. Say you all are tracking down the third orb and you're attuned to these other two. There's going to be rainstorms, snow, snow blizzards. There's going to be this... It, it, it As you all are just traveling, it's going to be detrimental to small villages and towns. You're going to be flooding and snowing out crops it's it, we we can't we can't do that until we're ready okay. for it well it's not it's not if it's when and you said they're always thinking five steps ahead so by the time we get the last orb it could be too late it, okay this may make sense it may make sense for you all to maybe carry the oars but not attuned i'm i'm just saying i don't want you to attune to them until we know it's it's time to fight or flight that's okay but we need them just in case uh roll a persuasion check i'm gonna jump in on this if you go ahead and do your thing oh fuck look my second no, no, one no. okay wait 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 all tracks if you can if you can like say how you're going to help him if you can say how you can help him uh and and justify him getting advantage then i will give him that 17 professor wake listen okay we did this one time before and the orbs got stolen right out from under your nose from the vault we didn't even know about only you know about it and they got taken before we can't risk that happening again especially if we know the illithid are coming there's Absolutely undeniable signs that they're back, and we need these to be safe. 
the only way we could guarantee that we're, we're the only four that you got working for you doing these missions and capturing these. It would make sense that we have them with us under protection where if anything did happen here at the school, they couldn't be taken again unless something happened to us. I think that I think Clyde's got a point. We won't attune to them. We'll, we'll keep them safe. We'll keep them out. We won't use them. We just need to make sure we know where they're at and that they're together at all times so they don't end up in the wrong hands. I'm going to give her some puppy dog eyes. <laughs> okay, this is some puppy dog eyes. That really puts it over the top. Grants the advantage. Uh, Johnny, what is Clyde's um, persuasion modifier? So he rolled a 17. Plus one. <laughs> Plus one, 18. That's, re- that's pretty good. Okay, how about this? How about we... Let's let's go back in. Let's go check on Gerondu. Kind of wait for Merlin and Ubo to get back, and we'll start to really going over the details of the plans for the future. Does that sound fair? Uh, yeah, that sounds fair. Meanwhile, the whole time I'm looking at Clyde with eyes really big. Like, like we have uh, no we we have no communication device for. <laughs> this is going terrible. I'll be back. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit, dude. Hello, everybody. Thank you all for checking out this week's episode of Halfway to Heroes. It is me, your Dungeon Master, Adam DeWeese. Uh, this one was tons of fun to record. It was the first time we ever used the breakout rooms and the um, uh, splitting the party. I was really worried about if it was going to work or not, but I think after editing this episode, I think it ended up working out very well, and we all had a ton of fun with it. Sorry that my voice is a little bass-heavy, might sound a little weird in some parts in this episode... It's very similar to last episode in the mid-roll when there was that high-pitched buzzing uh, during the first upload, and I had to re-upload it, and that is because I was using a wrong setting on the Zoom uh, this episode and when I recorded that mid-roll, but I think I got it listenable. It's not the greatest, but it's not the worst. I I know how and why it happened, so it shouldn't happen again in the future, uh, but I am sorry that it's not the best this episode. I feel really bad that we had two technical issues back-to-back episodes, but that's the biz. Hey, if you want to sponsor this show, you can head over to halfwaytoheroes.com slash sponsorships. Um, get us to say either a personal message or a business message on the show. Uh, promote your podcast, your your shop, your product, whatever you're working on. Also, uh, one thing that I don't think I've ever mentioned before, but we have a page, halfwaytoheroes.com slash artwork where uh, any fan art that we get, we actually pop up on there. So if you've ever drawn any fan art of the show and want us to put it on our website, we'll uh, add your Instagram or Twitter handle and get that up there for you. So uh, just let us know. You can also email us at oneshotonslot at gmail.com for both the sponsorship and the artwork page. Oh, I do have one more thing to quickly announce before I let you all get back to the episode um if you haven't listened to our other show one shot onslaught uh a you definitely should it's really 
it's really fun. We play one shot modules so you can jump in and out at any episode. Um, we've got our Christmas episode coming up uh, next week. We're really excited to get that out there. And then the announcement is that Barry, aka Old Treks, isn't on that show. On that show, we have our other good friend Justin playing a rogue tiefling named Death. But Death, well, not Death, Justin just had a baby. So Justin's going to take a short paternity leave, try to get a schedule locked in. And uh, while he's doing that, we're actually going to be running the Essentials Kit campaign on One Shot Onslaught. And Barry's going to be joining us for that. So it's going to be the whole Halfway to Heroes crew playing a mini level one spinoff campaign, all new characters and everything. It's going to be a lot of fun. So that should be the first week of January, I think, maybe the second week of January that that's coming out. Uh, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Go over and subscribe to One Shot Onslaught to stay up to date on that. Thank you all again for listening. I will talk to you at the end of the episode before the outtakes. See everybody. What's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Are they dead? Uh, nah, you guys will f- we'll we'll figure out what's happening soon. Sean, did you explain to Dustin why you're in here with him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Clue goes down the ladder first. As Merlin's about to go down the ladder, you see Ubo open up the door and come in uh, and approach you. And then we'll we'll start the scene from there and see where we go. Merlin, Merlin. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you're needed for discussion. For with who? Jerundu. Ah, shouldn't we? Aren't we supposed to be getting this vault? Uh, do you think we should just explore the vault? Because that's kind of what I want to do. Yeah, maybe we should just bail on those. Like, I don't. Why would they want me up there? They they said they needed to talk to you directly. Mm. That's strange. Yeah, I, I say we just check out this vault. We need we need to get this uh we need to get the orbs back. We just need to proceed. We need to get these orbs. We need to stick to the mission. Okay. Okay. So everybody heading down the ladder to the vault. Uh you make it to a solid stone floor, and ahead of you is about a twenty foot hallway. And then straight ahead, you see the steel double doors, um, much like Klug mentioned in the planning phase on the ship. Um, you see the keypad. And then something that Klug didn't mention is you see a beagle dog snoozing on the at the foot of the uh, double doors. Guys, I told you she probably added stuff. I don't know. What, I don't know what the heck this dog is. Hmm. <sighs> Um, let me see. We should just feed it. Hey, how does suggestion work? Does that, like, work on dogs? <laughs> let, me, let me look it up. Oh, yeah, it says a creature that can hear and understand me. Yeah. And you can, like, I could say, like, you. I that's suggest getting, you stay and hairy. don't bark. Yeah. <laughs>
the understanding you is getting a little hairy. It's either that or I'm going to do a um, mage hand and pet him. <laughs> do mage hand and take him some treats and then pet him too. Do we have any treats? Or just, I, can I just, I'm just going to go up to him and rub his belly. <laughs> okay. Do, are you like sneaking up to him or are you just walking up to him? Yeah, I'm going to sneak up. All right. Roll me a, a D20. Oh, no. Nice. Okay, 15. That's good. That's really good, uh, especially for a snoozing puppy. All right. Yeah, you you sneak all the way up to him, and uh, he's just laying there. He's on his side. He's not all the way on his back with his belly all the way exposed, but he's on his side sleeping with his face like towards you and Merlin. And I just say, oh, good boy. Good boy. And I start petting him. Uba, roll a animal handling check. Oh, <laughs> 22. That check had me on the edge of my fucking seat because that could have gone so fucking bad. Nat 20. Nat 20 plus two, a 22. Okay. It, uh, it, it, as soon as you start scratching its belly and talking to it, uh, it starts wagging its tail and it scoots up and it stands up on all four. And now it's like, uh, nosing you to like pet the top of its head. Oh, good boy. Uh, you notice that it actually, <laughs> now that you're this close to it, you notice that it has a collar on it, and it's got a small, uh, weird-looking blue... It Maybe it looks kind of like a bell, but uh, not a bell. It's like the shape of a bell, but it, it's not quite a bell. Can I remove his collar? Uh, with, You know what? With a nat 20, I'll, I'll let you go ahead and just remove that collar uh, and still keep petting it. All right, I'll do that. You unclasp it and uh, grab the collar, and you've got it now. I'm going to put it on my neck. (laughs) (laughs) Is this a real dog? Oh, it is definitely a real dog, yeah. A beagle. (laughs) Click says, okay, well, I guess now, I don't know what that dog was supposed to be doing, but here's the keypad. Now, the question is, do we want to risk going with my birthday? Or do we think that she changed the password and it's going to be something else now? Um, I think she changed it. So she she added the beagle. She had to change the password. Yeah, that's kind of my thinking, too. What What do you think she would change it to, though? I don't know. I guess she seems to like birthdays, but I don't know what she would. Uh, do you know her birthday? Everybody knows her birthday. You said the password was your birthday? It was my birthday, but I, I think she probably changed that. She added the beagle. Well, it could be her birthday, but if it's not mm. Professor Wake, so to speak. If we get this wrong, it sends a silent alarm straight directly to Professor Wake. Maybe we should turn around. Jesus. <laughs> or just try try his clue's birthday. Yeah, she I think probably, <laughs> probably stick to it. Try it. It can't be her birthday. I know her birthday. Don't you guys know her birthday? Well, who cares? Nope. Nope. Wait, Merlin, you do? Yeah. Wait, hey, Klug, wait. How? When was the last time you were in this vault? Uh, Probably about, oh, man, now we're probably going about 20, 25 days. It's been a while now. Well, that's not too bad. I would say let's try and go ahead with it. With what? With your password. Okay. I'm sorry, I don't know your birthday. Okay, well, that hurts a little bit, but... <laughs> hmm, she probably changed it. Hmm. Huh. So, uh, hmm. Hmm. Huh. 
So are the options my birthday or her birthday? What? Who else could it be? I mean, she likes you four a lot, but I don't, I don't know if she could pick a favorite Wait. between you four. Wait, how many numbers is this? Uh, Eight-digit code. Let's do her birthday. Let's just do it. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, we're going to just roll with it. All right, clear. got to put her birthday in there. What is her birthday? 05-17-14-82. And he's punching in the numbers as he's saying it. And you hear, of course. Beep, 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 beep. And the doors slide open. <laughs> oh, that was a good that was a good catch. Yeah. That was a good idea, guys. And before you is a about 60 foot long hallway, 20 foot wide, completely covered with these purple lasers, crisscrossing oh, no. floor to ceiling, at the end of which you see a, a another uh, set of steel doors, a handprint scanner. And uh, what Klug didn't mention before is you see two gargoyles at the end of the hallway. Yeah, these those gargoyles are new. What about the lasers? Lasers have always been here, but I mean that's we can get through some lasers, right? Sure, you first. Mm, I don't know. I'm like a huge turtle. Yeah, they. I mean, they hurt really bad, but oh shoot, maybe they like awaken the gargoyles or something now. I don't know. I don't know what those gargoyles are doing down there. Here, I'll just, uh, I'll get in my shell, and you guys slide me across the floor. Oh, that sounds really fun. Athletics check, go. Well, okay, so we'll have it so that Uvo now doesn't have to make any checks. Hey, I also wonder, like, what if a mirror hit one of these lasers with that? I've never thought to try that. You could try it on one. Try it before we do this. Yeah, yeah, I got a mirror. I I got a, a little portable mirror. Uh, I'm going to walk through one and try and carefully point the laser beam into a different direction. At the gargoyles. At the gargoyles. Okay. Let's do it. Um, fuck. What would you roll for that? (laughs) For pointing a laser at a gargoyle. I guess you could just do that. Is it like some kind of accuracy? Performance. Accuracy. Dex. I think you could just do that. Because I'm going to say that you walk up, you take your mirror, and you reflect it on one of the lasers. And as you do that, nothing nothing happens at first when it's just reflecting the laser in, like in a random orientation away. So the fact that it doesn't do anything, then you would have time to kind of like move that mirror around, right? Yeah. So that's why I don't think I need to have you make a check because you could just kind of like, it, with enough given time, you could eventually get it to point at that gargoyle. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so it's at the gargoyle now. All right. Yeah, you walk over this mirror and uh, stick it right in front of the laser, start to wiggle it around, get it just right. As soon as you cross the path of the laser across the gargoyle, it goes across its neck and it just severs the head directly from the yes. gargoyle and just rolls to the floor. <laughs> Do the other one. Gargoyle's still like there, like it's just just like a stone gargoyle, but no head now. Did you see that Ubo? That was pretty neat. Hmm. I'm gonna take the the laser and slice it all up to little pieces. <laughs> Good idea. 
<laughs> get the other one too. Yeah, I'm gonna get the other one. Okay. Too. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. You like take this laser and you're just crisscrossing it back and forth across these two gargoyles, just slicing and dicing like a freaking lightsaber. And uh, and then you you just reduce them to just this pile of stone and rubble. Oh, that was really cool, Merlin. Um, how are we gonna? Let's, uh, we still gotta get like a cross now. Uh, uh, how about I take Ubo? I'm pretty good at these lasers. Uh, she changed the the way that they're laid out, but I'm still really good at get, like getting around them. So how about I take Ubo, scooch him across, and then you uh, just follow me or take find your own path. Yeah, that sounds that sounds good. I'll follow you. Yeah, so he's just pushing me around in my shell. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna have him roll an ath- acrobatics with an advantage. Uh, 12 Jesus. Well, he really only got an 18 uh, plus. He's got a good acrobatics, though. So he got a, a plus, a 20 plus acrobatics. So, yeah, he's able to uh, bob and weave and juke his way through these uh, laser beams. And he's pushing Ubo shell over along the whole way. And then uh, you make it to the other side across from the um, lasers. Says, okay, Merlin, you just follow that same exact path I did. And Merlin, I'm going to need... An acrobatic check from you, and I'll give you advantage too since you're following his path. Eleven. What's your acrobatics check? A plus one. <laughs> I got twelve. So we see Merlin get to the end of this path, and just as he does, um, one one of the lasers cuts into his shin, root of this deep gash, and it singes his the hair on his leg. It singes his skin. It should have done way more damage than eight, but it only does. Uh, so you're going to take eight damage, Merlin. Ouch. Ouch, that hurt me. And, uh, <laughs> and as, that, as that burns you, uh, Kluke says like, Oh, I bet that would have probably awoken the gargoyles if you... Oh, that would have been a good idea from Headmaster Wake, but... I guess she didn't think about mirrors. How do mirrors even work, right? Okay. So this is a handprint scanner. It used to be mine and Professor Wake's handprint. So we gotta see if, like, she took me off. I don't really know how it works. So I don't know if she can, like, take me off or not, but... Wait, so we needed both of you? No, just one or the other. How can mirrors be real if our eyes aren't real? I mean, that's (laughs) what I'm saying, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think our only option is to use your handprint. I mean, if... Yeah, I don't know if, like, she can even, like, take handprints away. I don't know. I mean, she probably just slash delete, you know what I mean? I mean, she could. <laughs> That's true. Let's, let's try... I mean, try your handprint, I'd say. Uh, he walks up and slaps his hand across the scanner. And you Cross see your fingers. A- a line go up and down his palm, and then it just does that same beep, 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 and then the doors slide open. And inside, you're looking now into this this vault that is, picture, it kind of looks like the Room of Requirement from Harry Potter. Man, this is easy peasy. It's loaded with stuff from wall to wall, floor to ceiling. You see a lot of these uh, crystal cases that are all housing various artifacts, some glowing with energy that it seems like the artifacts can barely contain this this vibrant light giving them off. Uh, and clicks, okay, follow me, follow me. And he's bobbing and weaving between these aisles of just debris and items. 
and he walks right up to this crystal case that is housing a single orb. Uh, it's got this raging rainstorm inside of it. And there are three empty slots, like these bronze slots that seem to like be cupping the orbs, just waiting for their respective orbs to be inserted. Here it is. <laughs> now what? <laughs> <laughs> so it's just a small case that we'd probably be able to carry? Uh, well, it's made out of this weird crystal that you don't know how heavy it is, but it might decently large. It's probably like uh two feet long, like two feet high, uh, and then like a foot thick. Weren't we just trying to see if she was hiding things down here? But she's not. No, I think we were supposed to get the orbs back. We wanted to have the orbs to ourselves because we're suspicious of her. Okay, okay. So wait, which orbs have we retrieved? The snow orb. You've gotten the snow and the rain. Uh, but, so the snow is not here. But you literally just gave her the snow. Oh, that's right. Snow. That's right. Yeah. So she has the snow. Yeah, on her. In possession. Hmm, I'm going to take the rain orb. I'm going to take it. Uh, roll me an investigation check, Ubo. To try to find out like how to get to this. Plus four investigation. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you you can find exactly where you need to press into this case so that you can lift it up. All right, I lift it up. And uh, so it's like a two-man job. Like, as you're holding the case, you'll probably need somebody else to take the orb. Merlin, take this orb. You just want me to grab it? Here, you, you hold the case after I lifted it up. I'll take the orb. Okay. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna. I'll try and carry this case, but you know, I'm I already just a weak opened old man. it. You just open it. Oh, I thought you wanted me to carry it. No, just uh, hold it open. I opened it. Here, <laughs> take it. Okay. All right, I grab the orb. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you you grab the orb off of its resting place, and uh, Merlin, do you set the the case back down? I don't know. I kind of like this case. How heavy is this? It actually is pretty heavy. It's probably like fifty pounds. This it's pretty covering. neat case. I, I, mean, I could put it on my uh, my little robot. I could put it on Grease. I mean, I mean, do we really need it though? You like it, sir. I mm. do like it, but it's heavy. I don't know if. We, I mean, yeah, let's put it in your uh, on your robot and let's keep it with us. I guess. Okay. <laughs> All right, you guys uh, pop the uh, case back onto Grease. Uh, who's holding the orb, by the way? Me. Ubo. Okay. Uh, so you've got this orb. What's what's like the next step? Like, what? where do you guys go from here? We I'm get out of here. <laughs> we go back back and see what the group is doing. <laughs> so, so heading back, uh, Klug again. Uh, you actually do need Klug to lead you through these aisles of these just piles of uh, just kind of random artifacts and these like uh, random cases and these bookshelves of these weird looking arcane books as you're all are uh, snaking your way back to that uh, pathway of lasers. And uh, Klug says, all right, guys, uh, same plan. I lead the way with Ubo and... Uh, Merlin, you follow behind? Well, yeah, but what was that artifact book you said back there? What was that? Oh, there was like, there's like a ton of books in there. There's like, ah, it looked pretty neat. What kind of like magical books? 
Uh, mostly cursed. Oh, cursed. Okay. I got you. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Damn. Okay. Uh, well, Klug just rolled an 18. Okay. So Klug's like, all right, follow me, Merlin. And he goes down that same exact path, push, pushing Ubo on the bottom of his shell. I'm right behind you. Are you, though? Do I need to roll? Yeah, you need to roll. You get advantage because you're following him. It's acrobatics. Okay. Roll to 12 again, I think. Yep. Uh, I'm going to roll again. Cool. How much damage Okay, so uh, again, Merlin gets just the home stretch of this laser maze. And at the very end, this time he cuts his other shin. And it does nine damage this time. So you've taken a total oh. of 17 damage while in here from these lasers. Oh, I got my other shin. <laughs> and you guys are now like just where the beagle is. But the beagle is like just wagging his tail excited to see uh, Ubo again. So he like physically sees Ubo? Oh, yeah. He's it's awake? a real dog. But I mean, he's awake. Can yeah. I keep him? He, uh, I don't know. I'm going to keep him. Uh, but we'll... We'll uh we'll get to that. I'll be right back. It's my dog. It's your dog. It's your dog, man. Wait till they find out I have a beagle. What are you gonna name him? Copper. If you killed Merlin, I'm going to be upset. All right, here we go. You all are heading back into the uh, hospital wing when um, you see Headmaster Wake look down at this band on her arm. And uh, both of you guys roll a perception check real quick. I have a nine plus. Oh, yeah, I got I got 15. I rolled a fucking nine. (laughs) So did I. Uh, Nine plus six. What a perception? Yeah, I think uh yeah, I think Clyde has pretty good perception. I got too. A plus two, so eleven. Okay, yeah. Well well uh Altrex, you look over at her as she's looking down at this band on her arm. You notice that it has three rows of six dots in each row on this weird band. Uh you're not quite sure what it is, but you notice that she's got a total of uh nine lights lit up across the rows, like in a different a weird pattern and she looks at both of you and says, "Guys, there's there's somebody, somebody just took the orbs. Oh fuck! Somebody literally just took the orbs from the vault. We need to go now. How do you know? I've got it linked up to me to set off a silent alarm. I added a lot of increased security since Klug completely dropped the ball. Oh, shit! shit. I, come right. on, come with me. We need to go find out who just All took right. them." So we're we're going, we're running with her, but me and me and Clyde are kind of like falling back a little bit behind her. Okay, <laughs> she looks back and says, "Damn, you guys are slow." <laughs> we're we're coming, we're coming. Hey, huh? I'm just looking at all the like, "Fuck, fuck, 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 dude, dude, what the what the fuck do we do?" I don't know, man. <laughs> do we, do just we keep running. Her? Do we tell her? We don't say a goddamn thing. Just keep running. Okay, all right, let's go. <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
Oh, man. You all get to her office, and you see that the desk has been slid out closer towards the door and closer to, to you all. She said, all right, I, well, spoiler alert, the entrance to the vault is right under my desk. And she starts going down the ladder. All right, guys, come with me. Is there any way we can get in front of my No, no, <laughs> you guys are, like, behind her. She yells up, like, it might be the elephant. Let's get him. Oh, fuck. Okay, uh, let's go. I guess we got no choice. Wait, should we just shut her down in there? <laughs> <laughs> I got an idea for when we get close, okay? Let's All right, fuck it, let's go. Let's let's follow. Okay. And Ubo, you all, after giving this beagle some belly scratchings, you look up and you see <laughs> Headmaster Wait come down the ladder. <laughs> and then you see closely followed behind her Clyde and Altrex. Oh shit, there's no like hall that we have to run through. It's like straight in the vault. It's like just 20 feet towards the entrance to the vault, and there's shit. a beagle laying on its belly, and you see Ubo scratching its belly. <laughs> It's my new beagle. It's my Fuck, beagle. My plan won't work. <laughs> Ubo, Mer, Klug, Merlin, what are you guys doing here? Did you guys see who stole the orb? Stole the orb. Wait, wait is that way? Yeah, my my alarm went off. Somebody stole the orb. We were coming down hmm. to to gank them. No idea. I haven't. I haven't seen them. Like, I mean, it just happened. Like. 60 seconds ago. So you guys would have had to have seen... What are you guys doing down here? Yeah, guys. What are yeah, you doing down I here? Thought, I, I thought you were in the bathroom. I have a beagle sensor, and I uh, I found this beagle. <laughs> and I, went, I just... I wanted him. He likes me. Oh, that makes sense. He does He does have a beagle sensor. The more important question, Headmaster Wake, why the fuck do you keep a dog in the vault? It's you guys suggested I get a beagle to watch the vault. Yeah, I told a you. Beagle. I, I love beagles, and I just knew there was one. Well, somebody said you should get eagles, and then Ubo, you said you should get a beagle, and so I went yeah. and got a beagle. It's because I wanted a beagle. I don't. I don't remember this. I don't remember a goddamn <laughs> thing you're saying. I mean, it was like I, two weeks ago. I mean, I remember saying put some guards up in front of the fucking door, yeah, but not gargoyles. a dog. Gargoyles, yeah, man. Too. <laughs> hey, guess what, Clyde? I did add gargoyles. Yeah. Are they live gargoyles? I. They should be. Not now. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, Merlin? What do you mean, not now? What happened to my gargoyles? Those were like really expensive. I. Hey, that was not in character, man. That's not my voice. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair point. Yeah, I got gargoyles. I got beagles. I changed some passwords. Well, I was looking for the bathroom, and I, I guess I got lost with my <laughs> one good eye. <laughs> that, you thought the bathroom was under my desk. Hey, 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 hey. At least he didn't pee on your desk. Okay? That's true. I don't know where I am. That's a solid point. Maybe, maybe, they, maybe, they, maybe they heard something, and they just, you know. Did you? I heard... I heard something and I just followed it. Okay, did uh, what'd you hear? A beagle. <laughs> a beagle barking. <laughs> okay, yeah. he was a like, beagle. Who? Who? <laughs> okay, so was, what was he barking at? Was it like an illithid coming and stealing the orb? What's up? It could. It could have been. He wanted me. <laughs> <laughs> We're twenty feet under 
my office. How would he like know you were up there? He's got a good sniffer. <laughs> I speak Beagle. And I know what he said. <laughs> Guys, uh, this none of this makes sense. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm with you, but <laughs> yeah, how much persuasion do you have? Plus seven. You're gonna persuade her to think that we were just, you know, you guys were just moseying along, and you know, you rescued. We the were orb. just moseying along, you know, and then. Oh, oh my god, dude! Nat yes. twenty. Nat twenty. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's really lucky you guys heard this dog down here. But did you see who stole? Somebody just stole the orb. Literally, we just didn't stole see the them. orb. Yeah, I don't know where they could have went. I mean, we're like right here. I mean, is there any other exits? No, there's no other exits, so they must still be in there. I didn't see anything. Hmm. Yeah. We should go find let's them. Let's go check, Professor Wake. All right, let's go. Let's go. I- I'm going to let her walk ahead, and, I'll- and I'm going to be like, guys, is there like a door or something we could like shut just behind act, her? Look, just act like you picked it up off the ground like a fell, like you just found it. No. Okay. You just found it in a corner. There it is. You, you see her like just bobbing and weaving between these purple lasers in the next corridor. <laughs> Merlin, Merlin, hit her with the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a Johnny good fucking idea. Well, I don't know if I want to do that, man. <laughs> with the mirror. Just, just pretend like you found it. I can't really pretend like I found it. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. <laughs> Hmm, what's this on the floor? <laughs> oh, it's the orb. Oh my gosh, we found it. And Master Wake turns back across and you see uh, she's standing at the end uh, near this cl- now closed steel door with these two shattered gargoyles standing there. <gasps> or not standing there, I guess. And she looks over bet- <laughs> like betwixt uh, you and her or these lasers. She's like, damn it. And she starts making her way back between these lasers, like really deftly. Um, even though she's in uh, a chainmail shirt, she reaches out her hand to you, Ubo. She's like, "Oh, it's wh- where was this, Ubo? It was on the ground by my foot." And then she starts looking around. She's like, "Oh, they must be they must be invisible. Can anybody cast detect invisibility? I didn't prepare that one today. I didn't either. Hmm. I don't have that, anyways." She's like walking around this uh, narrow corridor, like feeling with her hands outstretched. They gotta be in here somewhere. Everybody, try to find them. Maybe, maybe, maybe it just fell and rolled over here. Maybe the beagle got him. The beagle's my good boy. There was a really, really heavy crystal case over the this orb, so there's no way that it just fell. Fuck, uh, that's crazy. Maybe they dropped it on the way out, and the beagle just got a hold of him. Yeah, he's a good boy. He probably did. Check the beagle's teeth for Illitha DNA. The most important thing is that we have the orb. It we wasn't stolen. That's really important. I do just want to quickly point out that, like, Jeremy here, he's not the most vicious. So I don't think you could, like, tear into it. Uh, his name is not Jeremy. Yeah, it is. No, he's my beagle now. <laughs> I don't think so. He- it's my, he it's told him. me so. He told me. Okay. Hey, Jeremy. Come here, Jeremy. Now, roll off. <laughs> Animal handling roll off. <laughs> oh, a 16. I'm going to give her a 16 flat. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. Oh. 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 
Uber, Uber World of Nine. Uh, it goes to Hey Master Wake. No, Jeremy's still mine, puppy. Damn. For now. <laughs> Sorry. Zuba's Uber. lifelong goal to get Jeremy. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I guess I guess you're right. I guess we've got the orb. I uh, she's still like looking around the room. I I think we need to. I, I think we should get up and let's let's board up this entrance in case anybody's still stuck down here. Let's let's get them trapped down here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start swinging, and kicking all around. Yeah, swinging, kick. Yeah, and she does too. She's like, yeah, everybody flail, everybody flail. <laughs> Professor Wake, stop. Listen to me. All this tricks is- you get kicked in the head. <laughs> stop it. Just listen to me, damn it. Look, this is exactly what I was telling you up at the hospital wing. Why we need to carry these orbs with us. Anything could happen at any moment. They could be taken again, just like they almost were right here. It's too dangerous to leave them. We need those orbs back. All right, go ahead and roll another persuasion check. Uh, I guess I'll give you advantage on this one, too, since you had advantage on the last one. But the last one, she rolled higher than you, so... So I rolled an 18 first one. Okay, she says, yeah, I think this is evident enough that even with my added security, I don't I don't think it's wise to keep these orbs here. Let us take them with us on our journey. That way they're all together. When we find them, we'll put the other ones with them. They'll be safe. Okay, well, quickly, let's get up this ladder. I'm going to board up this door so that if anybody's stuck down here, I want to keep them down here. I don't want them getting out. I don't know if they're invisible. I don't know if they've already gotten out, but let's let's all head up. Let's go back to the hospital wing. So you all exit out of the the ladder and into her office. Uh, she says, "Okay, I mean, I could like put something heavy on this door, but like Ubo, you might have something like more, I don't know, advanced, some better. You got anything to like close this up for good, for a little bit at least? Mm, let me see here. Don't you use your movable rod? She'll take it." Yeah, I do have that, but what if I just grease the ladder? <laughs> oh, like Home Alone style. I love it. Yeah. I don't know why I know what the movie that, Home Alone is from 1995. That, that exists in this universe. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna put uh, ball bearings on the bottom and then grease the ladder. <laughs> That's perfect. perfect. That's how, a good idea. How, how do you lay the grease out? Where does it come from? Out of my shell, right? Yeah, I think it comes out of your shell, like a little like hose thing. <laughs> yeah, it just comes out. <laughs> so he just like stands over it, I guess, and just like shoots it down on all the rungs, drops all the ball bearings down. <laughs> man, all tricks. I can make a quart of oil. I can lube you up, man. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> well, I, I, I guess if I start to get a little rusty or stiff. <laughs> she said, "Okay, well, everybody, help me drag my desk. Let's." Actually, let's flip my desk up on top of this trapdoor. So at least it's a pain in the ass for them to open it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you guys uh, flip the desk up like straight vertically uh, on top of the trapdoor. I think we got the hooligans trapped in there. <laughs> yeah, now if, if they're still in there, they should be trapped in there for a while. Let's go talk to Drundu. He's I know he's still got a little bit more information for you all. We know who she is now. And you all uh, walk to the hospital wing and uh, Headmaster Wake, as you open the door and you see Drundu and Danny still in there, Headmaster Wake points to Merlin and says, Drundu, this is, this is Merlin. And Drundu uh, looks you over and says, you look exactly like she said you would. 
So did they did they fill you in on what's happening? No, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. The her that we were told to save. Yeah, did you guys tell him who she is? And, and so no, you'll have to recount the story. We didn't get a chance to. Tiana, my best friend. They were they were the ones together on the that day we found him on the trail. She disappeared after, you know, right before we found him. You know, in the crop circles. And we think that it was the illithid behind it again, just like at Ubo's place. They saw some bright lights in a clearing. All of a sudden, he doesn't remember anything until he woke up here in this hospital wing and Tiana was gone. Remember, we found that clearing with the footsteps or with the footprints on the ground. Yeah. And there was just nothing there it's because he saw really bright lights come down over top of him. And that's the last thing he remembers. And they took my sister? What? <laughs> Tiana Nevergrim? That's my sister. I didn't know he had a fucking sister. I didn't need Tiana. I Me mean, neither. What the fuck? Tiana? Merle, Merle never tells us nothing, man. She talked about you constantly. You look, I, I am going to say you do look a lot younger than what she, how she described you. I look younger? Yeah, she, oh, the way she made you out, it <laughs> just, she, she didn't talk too highly about your looks, but she did mention that everything about you growing up on the farm, she always talked about how well you took care of the animals, but she she never stopped talking about you, Merlin. What his sister look like? What, but, but what did your sister look like, Merlin? <laughs> Put me on the spot, huh? I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you saw your sister? Merlin? She had red hair. That was probably twenty years ago. When were, okay. When were you going to tell us about your sister, man? Man, what do you ago, what, what do you like care that. about my sister, man? I didn't know you had a sister either. Yeah. What? Do you guys any have any siblings? No. Do you, do you guys any have any? Do you have parents? No, they're dead. No, my parents are dead. Um, they all died. Uh, <laughs> me and my sister. They all died. It was it was of old age. It wasn't like anything brutal or gruesome or sad. It was just old. I mean, he's fit. He's fifty three. Is did you guys ever tell me about your family? Yeah. Yeah, tell me. You met my mom and dad. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I know you, Obo. I know you. I don't even know you, man. I don't know I don't you know anymore, you Clyde. Clyde, who are you? You got more sisters? <laughs> more brothers? You got cousins <laughs> jumping out of Woodline? What? No, we went to Clyde's house, right? We established his you parents died. Mom and dada. Dada. Daddy. <laughs> his dad dad. His dad still pops up. Roberto. Yeah, Roberto. <laughs> what about his mom? She dead? She dead too, yeah. man. She died. She like got old and sick and died. Any siblings? Nope. I don't think so. Altrex is related to Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> is, it the, is it the Xbox 2 or 3? Now we gotta go find his sister. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you want to do something else, Clyde, what do you have in mind? Uh, the orbs. Look, we have a lead on the lightning orb. We also need to find your sister now. But I feel like 
the path we're going on to find these orbs is leading us to the Illithate, and that'll ultimately get us back to Tiana. Well, I feel like the yeah, I feel like the alien, the Illithids probably just take took my sister. I don't know where they took her, but they probably took her somewhere far away in a galaxy far, far away. Okay, we need to make track to the uh, orbs. Get to the Illithid. Fuck them up. Get your sister back. So I'm I'm sorry I don't really have any more information. I mentioned to your your friends here that I don't even really remember our relationship. I think she's my best friend. I have these kind of vague memories of her and me like hanging out, but I all I remember is us somewhere in the wilderness, either traveling or camping or something, and then flashing lights in the sky. And then I woke up here in the hospital bed. I'm sorry I don't really have any more for you to go on, but I do remember these concrete examples of where she was just talking about you. It just she she idolized you. Sorry I don't really have any more for you to go off of finding her. Did you did you have feelings for my sister? <laughs> you gonna beat his ass? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I don't know. I don't remember. I, I don't you can't so. remember it's, her. So you did not have feelings. I don't think so. I think we were just. So we're good. Okay. <laughs> I think we were just very close. Uh, okay. I don't. I don't think we had, you know, that kind of a relationship. But I don't remember. Is your mind just? Like blank? Yeah, Danny here says that it's something to do with the Illithid psionics effect on me, and it's not a magic effect, so they can't fix it or cleanse it. It's something apparently that I just need to, like, overcome over time, she says. Hmm. Hmm. Well, you point us in the direction, and we shall go that way. You can come with us. I I don't know what direction. I I literally remember looking at lights in the sky, and then I woke up here. I don't even know where you all find me. We shall look for lights in the sky, Sonny. Let's go. <laughs> um, they want me to say like bedridden. What? Yeah, Danny and Headmaster Wake. They want me to stay bedridden for a while. Ah, I'm gonna throw him on my no? shoulder. No, no, Clyde, no, no. You cannot take him, Clyde. He is still, he's a a little loopy. No, you can't take him, Clyde, says Headmaster Wake. He's been here for how many days? I don't, about 14. I look at him like, can you get up and walk? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, but I don't want, like, I I can feel every day my memory coming back. I don't want to, I don't think I'm up for a journey. Like, where are you guys going? All right, never mind. I'm pushing back into bed. <laughs> hey, why don't... Okay, first off, like, just... It's getting late. How about you all just go talk to Daryl, stay the night in your dorm, and then in the morning we'll... We made it... I don't know. We made it to come up with a new plan. We may not even put you all on the orbs anymore. I don't know. We'll... I mean, things have changed now. If the Illithids are truly back, things have changed. The Funky Four, they headed off north 
about 10 days ago so they may even be they may have even collected the orb by now i don't know yeah they may have found it so why don't you guys just go see daryl and call it a night and then in the morning we'll we'll get a plan together can we get a um a sending stone with the uh funky four so we can get a hold of them in case we need them whoa i didn't give them a a, a, a sending stone I don't want to be talking to I don't want to be talking to Minley all the time. She she's mean to me. You know, not if we need we don't we won't need them, but you know you know in case well, we okay. Well, if you find no. them, you can hand them a sending stone. I'm just saying I never gave them a sending stone. Merlin and Minley sitting in a tree. What? <laughs> 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 all right, we'll we'll, we'll go to Daryl. Let's go to Daryl, because I know exactly what I want. Do you know exactly where Daryl is? Uh, You all go to uh, Daryl, the the quartermaster (laughs) shop. Uh, You see Daryl standing there. He looks up at you all. Uh, He's got a big handful of grass he's munching on. He says, "Oh, hey guys, hey, hey! Before we do any shopping, like, can I? I, I'm working on my stand-up routine. Can I like run a joke by you all? Or you certainly can. No, fuck off, Daryl." (laughs) <laughs> hey, don't listen to him. Okay, well, Merlin, you listen. Okay, here we go. Here I'll we go. All right, you let me know how this one tickles you, okay? Tickles me fancy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so there's two cows standing in a field, okay? And yeah. one turns to the other and says, I'm so worried about that mad cow disease going around, aren't you? And the other one responds, Not me. I'm a chicken. <laughs> 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 Shut up, Daryl. Adam's okay. gonna be laughing for a minute now. Okay, what? Okay. <laughs> All right. What do you guys want to buy? Uh, Headmaster Wake said that you guys got a thousand credits coming your way. So, uh, did she tell you about the extra? Did she tell you about the extra five hundred each for helping nope. her earlier today? Nope, nope. She just mentioned the thousand. So, uh, I only need to hear directly from her. She just had a thousand, so for now, let's just do that. How about that? Mm, I, I already know what I want. I do too. I have eleven forty nine. I would like the mask of many faces, please. Ooh. Oh, cool! Uh, mask of many faces. Let me find that. So that's seven hundred gold. Once per day, you can disguise yourself to make yourself look like a member of a different race. Uh, the features of that race are man- randomized each time you use it. DC 16 to see through the illusion. Um, that says Creator Adam. That's not true. That's from uh, D&D Beyond, like a homebrew item. So I don't know why I put... Where's the homebrew me? items? Down at the so bottom. So there's two tabs. There's an official items and homebrew items. Not, a, not on come, my browser. Come on. Come on, Johnny. I showed you this. Should be at the bottom. <laughs> I only see two people looking at this right now: uh, anonymous ferret and anonymous duck. Uh, I'm looking at. I it. don't know if I'm anonymous ferret or not, but I'm looking at it. Okay. All right. Well, whenever you're finished getting him his mask of many faces, I know what I want. I'll just i'll I'll wait to get everybody's items all at once. So, what do you want, Altrex? I will take the flame tongue. Ooh. Oh, shit. That's an official item, I believe. It is. It says you can use a bonus action to speak this magic sword's command word, causing flames to erupt from the blade. These flames shed bright light on a 40-foot radius, dim light, and an additional 40 feet. 
While the sword is ablaze, it deals an extra 2d6 fire damage to any target it hits, and the flames last until you use a bonus action to speak the command word again or until you drop or sheathe the sword. Do I make the command word? Yeah. Well, first, do you want this to be a long sword or a two-handed sword? Um, long sword, you can alternate between one hand and two hands. It goes between, I believe, a 1d8 and a 1d10. If you make it a a great sword, a, just a strictly two-handed, then it's 2d6, I believe. I'm going to make it a, a two-handed, a great, or a, yeah, a great sword, because that's what my maul already is. All right, so yeah, the, the thing is, like, the two-handed is slightly better damage, but then the other one, you get more versatility out of it. You can use a shield with it if you wanted to. Uh, I still think I'm going to go with a two-handed. Okay. Okay. Then I, it's either a D12 or a 2D6. Uh, we will we will wrap that out. Uh, my my maul is two-handed. It's 2D6. Yeah. Okay. So. Then we'll do that. Uh, what what does um what is this flame tongue? I'll let you describe what it looks like. So it's just absolutely humongous. I mean, not many <laughs> people could could wield it <laughs> unless you were super strong. It's got a big, huge hilt. The bottom of it looks like a carved flame coming out of it. So do the sides where the hilt goes out, where the where the blade sits in. Um, the blade itself is just massive, not not super big. I'm not talking like Final Fantasy big because that's ridiculous, but you know, <laughs> just super long, super durable, and the, the thing has a like an orange reddish vein that goes up through the blade all the way to the tip. Awesome, dude. and that's what the flame comes out of when I activate it with the word. So what's the uh, command word for that? <laughs> I already thought about this. The command word is <laughs> hot tamale. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's a thousand gold. Uh, uh, Ubo's mask of many faces, I think, was seven fifty. Can I go ahead and 700. get that? Can I get that? He said, "Yeah, I guess I'll be right back." And he uh, walks into the back, uh, comes back out, and has this mask and this big sword. Uh, hands uh, Altrex's big sword, Ubo the mask. What does the mask look like when it's not being used? Like just when it's in its like default state, Ubo. Hmm. It's a Mike Myers mask. <laughs> nice, dude. <laughs> nice. You guys are so fucking good. You coming up with <laughs> shit like that. Uh. Says, what about uh, uh, Merlin? Clyde, anything uh, tickle your fancy? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I would like to get the. I would like to get that ring of Grammarian. I I think it's like seven hundred gold. Seven hundred gold. This one I believe is also from D and D Beyond, like a homebrew item. Uh, so you'd have to look it up on D and D Beyond. I don't remember the user who created it, uh, but the wearer of this ring can once a day. Alter one letter of a spell's title to alter the spell for a different effect. Example, cause fear can become cause bear. Um, I love this item, and I really hope we come up with some really fun stuff for this. Uh, I already thought of some ideas. I'm not going to share them. Me and Dustin came up up with a few good ones. Awesome. I cannot fucking wait. I'm really (laughs) excited for that. I can't wait for one in particular. Oh God! Oh yeah, it's a it's a dirty one. Yeah. And, oh yeah. my God. <laughs> Wait, I also got something else. Hang on a sec. 
The ever smoking bottle. I would like that. Three hundred official. Ever smoking bottle. Only three hundred gold. Smoke leaks from this uh, lead stoppered mouth of the brass bottle, which weighs one pound. When you use an action to remove the stopper, a cloud of thick smoke pours out in a sixty foot radius of the bottle. The cloud's area is heavily obscured. Uh, each minute of the bottle remains open within the cloud. The radius increases by 10 feet. Uh, so it keeps getting bigger and bigger. And then you have to close the bottle. Okay. And then a moderate wind can blow away the smoke. That's awesome. So, so you can. It's just, a nonstop smoke bomb, man. Yeah. It's like a big smoke bomb where you That's can obscure the area. Yeah. That should probably be more than 300 gold, but. Smoke nope. grenade. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you have any more gold? Uh,. Merlin, or are you? I have thirty gold left, okay. but I'll save it. Save it for like food yeah. and stuff. I have one hundred and forty-nine left. I'm gonna save. Clyde, you got a? Uh, you got any? Any ideas? <clears throat> yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm throwing up between one item and three items. You know what? I'm gonna go for three items. You going nice. three? Three? I'm going three damn! Items. What are we getting? I'm God getting dang. the uh, the ghost whisper. Okay. So the item resembles two wooden cups tied together with two feet of string between them. Once per day, you may use this item to speak <laughs> with the nearby spirits. Okay. <laughs> um, you know Roberto is going to always be on that right. line. My uh, my second item is a movable rod. Oh, we got two of those now. Okay. Um, and then my third item is going to be a jar of bees. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so a literal jar of bees is only 75 gold he's got like tw- like 20 of these uh, effects when thrown the jar breaks upon impact uh, releasing a large amount of bees in a 30 foot spe- sphere for two turns all creatures that start their turn or in their turn in this area must succeed on dex 13 or con 13 or suffer 2d4 poison damage uh, other uses the holder of the jar of bees may add one d4 to an intimidation check by vigorously <laughs> shaking the jar. Yes, <laughs> fucking uh. dude, that should have been more than seventy five gold. But like, I couldn't justify more than seventy five gold for just stuffing a bunch of bees into a jar. And how long do they live in this jar? Until I use them, man. I guess he just like like every once in a while like just drop. What do bees eat? Not honey, I don't think. Do no they? pollen. Yeah, he just like drops a flower in there like once a week or something. I don't know. Wait, is it like a one-time use or? It is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Once you shatter that jar, those bees are gone. But it's only seventy-five gold. But what if I can capture some of the bees that got released? <laughs> we'll see when it happens. <laughs> the bee stings, man, and then they die. Don't well, you know stay that? Stay the fuck out of that thirty-foot circumference. <laughs> How much gold are you up to now, man? Um, so that was 1,075 gold. I yeah. have like yeah. 80 something left, 75 left, something like that. But yeah, guys, I think that's a really, really good ending, uh, for this episode. It's gonna, this one's gonna actually be long. I don't know how I thought I was gonna get both of those episodes into one. Uh, this one and the last one, I thought they were going to be in one episode somehow, but I really like how it worked out. I don't think it could have been better. This was a great episode. But yeah, so we'll uh, we'll end it here. 
I'm excited to see where the next arc takes us because at the moment I still don't know. Oh, <laughs> so I've got some planning to do. I'm so stoked right now. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So I'm really pumped. Uh, guys, we'll see you all in two weeks, I guess. Fuck Bye, yeah. everybody. Bye. 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 Peace. Peace out. Peace out. <laughs> In a room of sheer white walls with shining white floors, we see a screen. This screen is floor to ceiling and wall to wall. The room is empty save for this screen. That is until we hear the double door slide open, pause, and then slide shut. A figure silently approaches the screen and begins to swipe across it. The screen shifts and changes, zooming further and further out until we see all of Modra spread across the screen in perfect detail. With the press of a blue button, a dot lights up in the center of the jungle of Estradu. Two more button presses and a tail forms from the dot in the jungle to Port Shimeria. It continues on across the Sea of Stars until the solid line connects to the city of Brightbank. Continuing even further, the line stops in the center of the city. One more press on the screen and the view zooms in further, then further still. Brightbank is taking up the entirety of the screen now. A solid, unmoving, bright dot is placed on the center of the screen, directly over Scrimmore Academy. Hey, guess who it is? It's your Dungeon Master. I'm Deweese yet again. Uh, I want to first start off by saying thank you to all of our current patrons. So thank you so much. Tiana, Rachel, a.k.a. Dragonbait, Dave M., Jason Pravat, Bradley M., Dwayne Christmas Boy from the Lawful Stupid Podcast, Sofa Kingdom, Uncle Scott Chainsaw, Jeremy Fair, Not Ironclaw, Danny T., Brittany D, Remus S, Roland L, Undead Monkey, Naomi Sweet, Jurundu, Brian Bridges, Jean Lorber, The Nerd Asylum, and Danny M. Thank you all so much for your support. If you want to get your name on this list and a whole bunch of other really cool bonus content, including uh, unreleased episodes of One Shot Onslaught, uh, DM notes for mostly One Shot Onslaught. I think I want to start putting up some DM notes for this show too, though. Just uh, I'm always looking to add more bonus content for the Patreon page. I promise. Get characters named after you, like Tiana and Jerundu from this episode. The list goes on and on, and every single dollar goes directly back into the show. Uh, if we, we've got a goal out there that if we hit it, we're going to start a new bi-weekly show that's going to be kind of just a casual one-on-one uh, talk show type podcast where me and one of the characters sit down and talk about previous episodes. Um, that's going to be Patreon exclusive, so... Uh, it's going to be open to everybody a dollar and up once we hit that goal. So go help us hit it. Also, we're always looking for more iTunes reviews. We love these things. We love to read these things. And they help us immensely in iTunes chartings and things like that. Such as D Manly 45 says, awesome exclamation point. Great actual play podcast, excellent DM and sound quality with fun characters and story. I binged all 16 episodes in one weekend and now have to wait two weeks for the next episode. I love the story summary at the start of each show and the clear labeling of each story arc. Keep up the great work. DM Manly is actually uh, our new patron as well. Uh, And DM Manly, that means that I think this is episode 17 going out right now. So that means you got to wait two more weeks. I'm so sorry. Uh, Gerundu, somehow I left a second. Uh, review, I think. 
I don't know how. I don't know how he did this, but uh, it says actual play D&D brilliance. The show just keeps getting better as it develops with hilarious characters and a plot that keeps both the audience and the players guessing. Set in a rapidly expanding and richly homebrewed world. So if you want to hear the adventures of an aging barber turned warlock, a majestic Goliath, a war, a warforged with a dry mouth and a tortle tinkerer, who wouldn't? then you should listen without further delay. Thank you so much, Durondu. I don't know how you left a second one, but hey, everybody go leave a second one if you can. If you're not on iTunes, you can just tell a friend about the show, tweet about us, uh, mention us in any social media. Just let people know. Get the word out there. Uh, We want to grow this thing. We're really having a lot of fun recording it, and um, it's really cool for us whenever we hear uh, listeners with feedback or new listeners. It means the world to us. really makes us feel like we're doing something that people actually care about and that's really awesome all right everybody uh that's enough from me let me get you right on over to these outtakes there was a lot in this one because we had like separate zoom channels it was really cool bye everybody when you guys when you left the first time adam when you left over johnny was like i guess we're gonna have to kill professor wick (laughs) Uh uh-oh did you come into the vault with me yeah. How'd you come into the vault? <laughs> I'm on my way to you now, so I don't know what's going on over there. This is weird. <laughs> I just want you to know I should get like an Academy Award for that that save right there. Yeah. <laughs> we need to. Okay, we need to get to there. We need to stop them from stealing the orbs if she's just gonna let us take them. Okay. <laughs> this is the most fun session so far. Are you, are you ready? <laughs> I uh, guess, man. Yeah. I need to know what happened. He just text or he, he posts the group and says, I'm done. <laughs> After you roll a 35. I'm a handsome fella. <laughs> she looked like a female Steve Buscemi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yes. No, she uh, no, no. That's disgusting. <laughs> I'm Get about to cry here. Feel it. I'm about to cry. You gotta feel it, man. I'm feeling it. I'm crying. <laughs> think, think about, you know, a, a sad thing. <laughs> think about, think about Jeremy getting kicked. Oh, hard. not Jeremy! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, poor Jeremy. What's wrong, Jeremy? You okay? <laughs> oh, man. This is not good. I mean, this it is good, good, but it's not because... Yeah. We I mean, it's th- making for an interesting episode. You yeah, because now we have the orbs, but they're sneaking in to fucking steal them. <laughs> yeah, like she's going to give them to us. But when she finds out we take them, she's going to be pissed. <laughs> oh, dude. A Majestic Goose Podcast. Honk. Honk.